up, you guys? Welcome to the Ghoul Gang. I'm Grace. And I'm Caroline. And we're here to talk about some spooky shit. We are. Finally. And guess what, you guys? We're looking at each other. Physically, we're... I can reach over and touch her. And human form. A high five. <laughs> In the flesh. Vaccinated. Vaccinated. Vax and wax, baby. Whew. It's oh. gonna be a vast. haven't hit that second part quite yet. Oh no, have not. I don't. I haven't gotten a <laughs> bikini wax since 2013. Yeah, it happened mean. once and never again. Same. Too painful. I, I did understand. it. I did it for like <laughs> Valentine's Day one year, and then I was like, no, no, yeah, never again. Yeah, it was same. I'd like just started dating someone, so I was like. Oh, I like need to look like a newborn baby, I guess. <laughs> no. Nope. Newborn babies are out. Newborn babies are out. Seventies porn bushes are in. Yes. Especially post quar. Post quar, yeah. <laughs> We're like, you're lucky to be close to me at all. You should be happy to be with an adult woman. <laughs> you're Agreed. welcome. Agreed. Um, oh, we haven't thought of a leading question. Oh my god, yeah, we didn't. Um I feel like it should be something quarantine related. It should, like now that we're finally coming out of it. Yeah. So what has been the weirdest thing for you coming out of lockdown? Um, I guess just like trying to get over like my habit of saying no to everything. Like I need like three weeks to plan things now. Totally. Like you can't just spring up. Like I used to be a very like spontaneous person where someone could be like, hey, what are you doing? Like, do you want to come out tonight? And I'd be like, fuck yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. I don't have any plans. Now, if somebody texts me that, I'm like, it's 930. I have my retainer in. <laughs> I just brushed my teeth and I just took a, an edible and absolutely not. There's no way. I did my skincare routine. Like that's something that I discovered. Oh, absolutely. Over quarantine. I... I'm sad to admit that before quarantine, my skincare routine was I used hand soap to wash my face. No, you didn't. And I put Vaseline on it afterwards. And that was it. See, I'm not mad about the Vaseline because I <laughs> recently had an issue where I accidentally used something that had retinol in mm-hmm. it and it made my face peel off. So I had to like put literally just Vaseline all over my face. Um, But Agreed. But that was something for me before quarantine. Yeah. I'm like, we need to plan something at least a week in advance. Yeah, I got, I literally now own all of the Glossier skincare line. Cause I was like, if I'm gonna start somewhere, I'm gonna, it's gonna be with like this go to my like, you know, millennial brainwashing. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> what about you? Um, I don't, I just don't know how to interact with people anymore. Like, I was, I went to Colorado two weeks after I got vaccinated. I went for my birthday. To surprise my twin brother. And I got there and like I hadn't seen my mom in 18 months. And I like we hugged and cried and everything. And then we like got to get small talk in the car. And I like couldn't produce. I (laughs) (laughs) couldn't get it up. The things that you would normally small talk about. Like there's like a a pile up of small talk almost. Like I had this happen. I've been going to my office a couple times a month (laughs) since like, uh, since I got vaccinated, like my final vaccination was like the 13th of March. Maybe, maybe that was my first. I don't know. I think my final, no, my final was We were a day with, with each other. So you gave me your zip code. Yes, I did. (laughs) (laughs) I went to work like the first time I've been in the work, into work in like a year. And the only person that comes to the office is like my CMO. Mm -hmm. And 
he and I like started to like chit chat, small talk, like office small talk. And we were standing there for like 25 minutes because we had so much to cover. Yeah. It was like, so like what, how did it feel to like be at home? Like what were you doing during like the like social unrest that happened last summer? Like what was your neighborhood? Did like a lot of the windows get broken? Are places still boarded up? What about the election? Oh like, my what god, are you doing it's on, just like, so much. Election? Like, what have you done since? Like, what did you think about January sixth? Where were you when like you noticed that like there was an insert? It was literally, and I was like, Jesus! I'm like, we weren't. I mean, like we were talking about like I mean, I guess like real world issues and stuff. But it was like the small talk that we normally would have had, like you know, like the day after these things happened, like at the water cooler or like at the, co- you know, right. like, we just did it all. <laughs> it was like all a half hour conversation with your CMO, with my CMO. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, so what's interesting for me is I got a job in quarantine. So I had my first day on December 21st. So I have never been to the office. <laughs> I've never met my coworkers. I talk to them every day. I yeah. feel like I know them. Yeah. But who knows? I mean, you do. Like, we're, we're, we're like millennials. We, like, have made many friends online. Oh, yeah. It's so weird. I haven't seen my boss in, like, almost a year and a half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I met my boss once because I had to go to the office to pick up my laptop. Yeah. And she met me in the parking lot. To give it to me. Like, I still haven't been up in the office. And were you both wearing masks? Too? Yeah. So it's like you can't even, like, really see no. people's faces. or like un- It's so weird. Yeah. And I'm also so tired of looking at myself on Zoom. Like, I'm just, like, tired. Oh, we don't have cameras anymore. Oh, that's nice. No one has any cameras on anymore. We're, like, past that point. We had them on in December, and now everyone's like, no. No. Yeah. Unless, unless our VP's on. I have, like, daily, daily, like, fancy Zoom calls that I have to, like, get complete. It's unreal. So I'll be wearing, like, a really cute work shirt and then, like, literally no pants. <laughs> Nobody knows, but. Ideal. Ideal. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been a rough, rough going. I feel like things are getting better. I don't feel as, like, crushingly depressed, so that's good. Yeah, same. We're slowly <laughs> taking out of it. We were talking about before, like, what programs we're using to, like, get healthy. <laughs> again and happy again and I think I think we're on our way I think so too I feel like things are looking up the weather's beautiful and yeah should we on that note speaking of beautiful weather places that you want to go how about some national parks yeah so today we're gonna be talking about disappearances in national parks and we're kind of gonna be doing a two-pronged approach Grace is gonna be covering the unparanormal potential solutions Mm -hmm. like things that could be happening that are naturally or aliens and I will be covering <laughs> ghosts and aliens, ghosts and aliens, or in Bigfoot, like predominantly Bigfoot. Hell yeah, Bigfoot. Um. So and yeah, yeah. If you watched our first quarantine special on our Instagram, all three of us—I think all three of us—believed in Bigfoot. Or did you not? I didn't, but I actually have. I'm gonna walk that back. Ah, uh, yeah. Because I spent a lot of quarantine, like doing, you know, I mean, just depressed so you know <laughs> obviously that means a lot of wikipedia holes oh hell yeah <laughs> the more reddit dude i have found myself like into like six subreddits deep oh, and yeah. i'm like where the fuck am you're I? like in like the comments comments yeah on, like, you're just like wait how did I, even like, I need to figure out who this person is so like i i think in i think when i was talking at the beginning of quarantine when we did that like ask us anything on instagram i said that i didn't believe that bigfoot was like a real 
ape that had been like undiscovered in the forest. And I do still stand by that. But I think Bigfoot, I think Bigfoot is paranormal, personally. Oh? I think Bigfoot is like a, it comes out of portals. Oh. Because there's been a, and like, there's a lot, a lot of the things that I've, like, I I do think Bigfoot exists and it it could be an ape, you know, but I, I think that it's like. I think he's more of a Yeti. Yeah, yeah. Like a, like a. Like a man covered in fur, but yeah. super huge. Yeah. I mean, that that makes sense, too, because, I mean, it might just be, like, Neanderthals, basically. Yeah. Like, still alive on Earth and, like, yeah. just as smart as we are. So, like, that's why they're, like, hiding because they know that they'd be, like, put in zoos. Well, so what we have talked about before is, you know, people talking about the the last frontier or whatever. And some people saying it's space. Some people saying it's the ocean. I think it's caves. Um, yeah, 100%. I, caves are scary Caves are scary. Yeah. And what do national parks have? Lots of caves. Caves. Tons of caves. So I feel like these creatures, like mm-hmm. Neanderthal creatures or whatever we might be talking about later, could be living in said caves. Yeah. I mean, distinct possibility. Yeah. My only reasoning for the paranormal aspect of things is mostly because I've been doing a lot of like Skinwalker Ranch. <laughs> I'm always it's never ending. It never ends. It's just a wealth <laughs> of information. I've unfortunately been pulled into the History Channel show that they have now. I saw that. It's it's pretty dumb, but it's also <laughs> like there's some interesting things that they see, and like one thing that like has been reported on Skinwalker Ranch a lot has been like sightings of Bigfoot that like come along with portals. Oh. So, like, Bigfoot's coming out and coming into portals, like, disappearing. Oh, like, he's just walking in and back. Yeah, like, and that would make a lot of sense with, like, even with the, um, like, the, the original video from the 60s, mm-hmm. when they were, like, tracking. This one? Yeah. When they are tracking. That's a woman also. That's, like, a female Bigfoot. She have breasts? She does have breasts. Ooh. Which is, a, which is like, another reason why I feel like that's for sure real. Because, like, who would have made, like, a titty Bigfoot in the 60s? <laughs> like, like. It, nobody would have been like, you know what? We're going to be a little bit like less like male, cis male centric here. And we're going to make this Bigfoot a woman. Like as though like in the 60s, they would have had like the wherewithal no, to be like, let's add some diversity to this scam. Absolutely not. They're not going to throw tits on a, on a Bigfoot suit. Like that's not going to happen. <laughs> so, I like, like that reasoning. That like, But that, one thing when they were like, exploring and trying to find like where her tracks went they just like disappeared and like that's like a big thing with bigfoot sightings is like the tracks just like end and like Mm -hmm. there's no there's like no where they could have gone yeah so i feel like it's like they just get like sucked up into the portals like i think they're like dimensional creatures (laughs) okay before we dive into that (laughs) let's give some background information so according to strangeoutdoors.com uh, the U.S. National Park Services does not directly collect data on how many visitors disappear in the wilderness or backcountry in their parks. So the answer to the question of how many people go missing is fairly unknown. Mm-hmm. Um, neither the Department of Interior, which oversees National Park Services, nor the Department of Agriculture's U.S. Forest Services keeps track of these numbers, mm-hmm. which is pretty fucked up. However, the NPS SAR search and rescue dashboard gives an indication of the number of incidents 
where search and rescue operations occurred and where no one was located in a particular incident. Okay. So according to data from the 2018 relating to activities, there were 3,453 reported search and rescue missions and 182 deaths in the American National Parks. So imagine that's over 3,000 people still unaccounted for in just one year. Yeah. So they, they don't, but do they like update those numbers if someone's found? Who knows? See, that's the issue. Yeah. It's like these numbers aren't being monitored. So NAMUS, National Missing and Unified, Unidentified Person System, has said that more than 600,000 people go missing in the United States every year in all circumstances. Um, and 90% of these people are recovered annually, both dead or alive. So 10% of 600,000, is that? Uh, 60,000? 600. 600. 600. 6,000. 6,000 <laughs> Six <laughs> people are still unaccounted for. Yeah. You know, dead or alive. That's so they just poof. Yeah. 600,000 people. That's a lot of people. It's a ton of people. A yeah. year. A year. Yeah. Um, David Polides, yeah. the author of the Missing 411 books, which we will get into later, estimates that there are over 1,600 unexplained disappearances in North America. Um, and if search and rescue parties aren't able to locate the missing, no records are required to be kept yeah. by the National Park Service. Yeah. So they think, don't have to document anything. I think you can, like, request that your loved one, like, if, if you are, like, a part of, like, a, if somebody that you know goes missing, you can, like, add them to the database. But, like, it has to be, like, you have to do it. Yeah. Or, like, the... Which is wild. Which is crazy that, like, the, the National Park Service wouldn't... It's, like, maritime law. It's, yeah. like, the laws don't apply. Or Disney World law. Yeah. Like, David Polides has, has apparently spent, like, who's the author of these, like, Missing 411 books. And like Grace said, I have a lot of interesting information on him that we'll go into in a second. But he's, like, a former cop, a author, a paranormal, kind of paranormal author. He's, like, very into cryptozoology. He's, um, he wrote a, a series of books about Bigfoot. And then recently in, like, 20, I think starting in, like, 2012, started writing researching the disappearances in national parks and has spent like hundreds of hours writing like FOIA requests, mm -hmm. um, trying to break through the national park services red tape. And like, he thinks that the park service knows how many people go missing, Ooh. but they just like, don't want to release Report the numbers it. because like, it's so much that like people would panic. And so he has identified 59 clusters of people who went missing on federal wildlands in the U S and Southern Canada. So like, and to qualify as a cluster, there have to be at least four cases all in one place. And they have to not have been um, located and they have to like not have been like easily explainable. Like so, you know, if you're like hiking on like a really, really like rough path that like mm -hmm. a lot of people die on. That would be explainable. Yeah, that's explainable. Or like if there were mountain lightning sight or mountain lion sightings in the area or something. Mountain lightning. Mountain lightning sight. <laughs> like it like it has to be something that like is not like you know, if it's, like, bear mating season and you, like, go hiking alone through, like, a mother bear's den, yeah. I don't know what you expect. Right. So, like, I mean, and the thing is with national parks, like, I don't think people understand, like, because we're so, like, 
suburban and city focused as a society now i just feel like most people don't understand like how treacherous nature is yeah so like there are a lot of legitimate reasons that you can go missing in national parks that have nothing to do with the two explanations that we're going to talk about yeah like you know you can these are just the most fun yeah you could fall down the mountain and just like die in you know you could get eaten by anything yeah snakes you could like get trapped in a cave you could drown you could i mean dude i just watched this video on youtube about the guy who got stuck in the nutty putty cave i have you heard about this he like went into something called the birth canal and he like wiggled his way in until his arms Ah. were stuck by his sides it's like and at his shoulders franco movie except for he doesn't get out no He's still there. They couldn't pull him out. His body? No. They found him, but they could not pull him so out. So he just, like, died claustrophobically. And upside down. Oh! That's actually my worst nightmare. Literally. I had to turn it off. That's horrifying. Yeah. Uh, like, cave movies, like, freak me out. I mean, I think I watched The Descent. Way the Descent! Now. Dude, that's what I've been thinking about this whole time. Like, It's such a good movie, but it is horrifying horrifying same with as above so below yeah oh as above so below is great though. it is but being I mean, so being underground caves we could do a whole other episode yeah, on maybe, caves outside of it <laughs> i think we've said that several times um but anyway i think that we should start with the non-paranormal yeah let's what so what is the expert like i guess so, there's a lot of cases of people just like Going missing in circumstances that make absolutely no sense. Like, you know, somebody's hiking with friends. They turn, like, their friends turn around and look, they're there. Their friends turn back around. They turn back around and then they're gone. Their friend just poof. Yeah, like, suddenly missing. Doesn't make any sense. Like, searches find nothing within the area. Right. Like, so. So. And I'm sure a lot of you might have heard about this. How I came to be fascinated about this was this girl on TikTok was saying she is kind of like one of the van life girls. You know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? And she was in the Smoky Mountains, and she said that she could hear people screaming at night. And she said it didn't sound like normal screaming. It sounded like wild, feral screaming. Like humans. Like just like like a howl almost? Like a yeah. human like being like... Wah! Yeah. And she said... Mm-hmm. She, like, took her stuff into her car and locked the doors and all that stuff. And, um, the, she called the, um, parks department or, you know, whoever is the law enforcement there. And they told her not to worry about it. Mm -hmm. And then someone stitched the TikTok who's from the Smoky Mountain areas and is like, yeah, that's because there are humans like who have either been abandoned or have chosen to gone to go missing and live off grid that have become feral and live in the wilds of the Smoky Mountains. So they are cannibals if they have to be. Yeah. You know, I'm sure they also eat animals. Yeah. But um this is the one case that I have to back it up because a lot of people have been disproving this and I believe them, but I still believe that there can be I'm sure feral, there are feral There have people. been feral people on Oprah before. Yeah. Okay? There have been lots of, I mean, there's 
especially now, I understand the idea of like wanting to like get back to the roots and <laughs> just run into the woods and never woods come and back. Never return. Yeah, I mean, eating people might be a line for me, but I think you it know, might cross a little bit of a line. But if I was hungry enough, and somebody looked extra tasty, I don't know. <laughs> Someone was thick. <laughs> All right, so the biggest case. Um, to support this is the case of Dennis Martin, the disappearance, di- disappearance <laughs> of Dennis Martin. Okay. Um, so the Martin family from Knoxville, Tennessee had a long established tradition. Oh, this is from Dark Tales, Dot Blah. Okay. <laughs> so very highly reputable source. source. Yeah. But I have <sighs> checked it out. This was just like the... The best long form one that was yeah. more of a narrative. Yeah. Um, but the facts checked out. Um, uh, they had a long established tradition of the male members of the family taking a camping trip to the nearby Great Smoky Mountains National Park to celebrate Father's Day okay. every year. Dennis traveled to the park for his first camping trip alongside his father grandfather and older brother how old was he he was six years old okay oh no so harper's age oh no i know um they initially arrived at cade's cove the group then hiked to russell field where they camped overnight the following morning they set off for spence field a highland meadow and popular camping spot bisected by the famous appalachian trail Oh, there's a picture. We'll post it. Um, on arrival, the two Martin children were allowed to play with others camping nearby. His father watched the boy disappear into the bushes and hide alongside the other children as they set about springing a surprise on the adults. However, when the other children quickly emerged, Dennis did not. Immediately, his father and grandfather began searching for him with his father running two miles along the trail shouting his name before returning to camp. His grandfather hiked to raise the alarm, arriving at Cades Cove Ranger Station around 8.30 p.m. An extensive search was launched, with National Park Service personnel supplemented by uh, National Guard troops and Green Berets. Jeez. In total, around 1,400 searchers found no sign of the child. And I mean, it hadn't been, like, very long at all. No, they immediately started searching for him. They literally were hiding behind a bush, jumped out, ah, scared the parents, which I still do. Yeah. It's like, I love that shit. Um, And he just wasn't there. What? Yeah. So, the search was later criticized in part due to the large number of personnel involved potentially obscuring tracks in the ground mm. that it was already difficult to track over due to heavy rain. Mm. The tracks of a child were found but dismissed as belonging to one of the Boy Scouts that were helping with the search. Oh. That sucks. Yeah. Um, however, the tracks were later later reported to have come from a child who was missing one shoe which disappeared on the banks of a stream, suggested, or suggesting they likely belonged to Martin. So he was missing a shoe. Oh, no. Um, this was supported when a shoe and sock were found three days into the search. Oh, no, Martin. Despite searchers continuing their effort for over two weeks, no further trace of Martin was ever found. A $5,000 reward offered by the family 
turned up a number of calls from psychics, but nothing ever uh, led to a breakthrough. Hmm. Some years later, a man who had been illegally collecting ginseng, good for the brain, uh, in the park claimed to have come across skeletal remains of a child but failed to inform authorities until 1985 what? for fear of prosecution. About, you don't have to tell them you were collecting ginseng. You just said the guy was hiking. <laughs> well, also, think, just like, how, what is the penalty for like illegally collecting ginseng? I think ginseng? maybe he thought that they thought would he think, would have killed him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's true. Like the, the first they person like, they ever looked at. Yeah. yeah. But you can also just like anonymously report it. If you find the if you find the bones of a child, come on, come on, a child, turn it in. Maybe like if you find the bones of like an adult who like seems like you know they just like wanted to be left alone, <laughs> just leave them alone. I don't think I would. If Talking I saw skeletons, <laughs> suicide forest. Hashtag dark. But I mean, that's just why. Yeah. Um, in regards to what happened to the boy, most researchers blame that he, or believe that he became disoriented and lost after straying away from camp, or that he lost his footing and fell down one of the numerous sleeps, or steep slopes and ravines in the area. Mm -hmm. Despite wearing a bright red shirt that would have been easily seen. Yeah. Martin's small size and... The thick forest um, means he could have very well been overlooked. But after all this, ugh, I don't know. Other researchers point to the various black bears in the area as well as copperheads and feral pigs. But copperheads, they wouldn't have been able to eat a child. No. They and they would, would just, have left skeletons. I mean, I guess they could have killed him and then another predator could have come along and eaten him. But they w would have left something. Yeah, like, I, I just... It's weird to me that, like, so many people were searching so quickly and, like... Yeah. Uh, right away. Yeah, and, like, they were yelling his name. He couldn't have gone far. Yeah, like, so Martin's father, however, believes that his son was taken by another person. Okay. So this theory appears to be largely based in the eyewitness account of Harold Key, a visitor to the park that reported hearing a loud scream on the afternoon that Martin disappeared. Hmm. Shortly after, he claims to have seen a disheveled man covered in hair and attempting to remain unseen, fleeing through the woods. Key's family elaborated that the figure had a red object slung <gasps> over his shoulder, matching the clothing sure. that Martin was wearing. Yep. So, despite the report, FBI investigators ultimately dismissed it. Oh, no. Given that the sighting had taken place more than five miles from where Martin had mm. vanished, and Key was unclear on the timeline, Key later speculated that the man may have been a moonshiner, explaining um, his reluctance to be seen. The the man who took him. But I'm like, if you're carrying Emotion. a kid, then you don't need a reason to oh, not All of these things are, like, such low-level offenses. Like, I'm sorry, alcohol is legal, so, like, moonshining is, like, not that illegal right now. It's you're not going to get, like, tossed into, like, federal prison for moonshining. No. You're not going to get tossed into federal prison for fucking ginseng collection. No. Like, I, But it's all very Tennessee. These people are so No sucks. offense. Yeah, I mean, true, but... No offense. I just... Tennessee. 
Um, so despite the report, FBI investigators ultimately dismissed it. Um, explaining one retired park ranger lamented the failure to properly follow up either of the footprints or the sighting of the rough looking man. He argued that as the location of the sighting was downhill from where Martin appeared, it would be more reasonable if a fit person could easily make yeah. it five miles yeah. with a small child. If on he's their like back. a feral human, he's like jogging exactly. through the Smoky Mountains day in and day out. He's probably fit as fuck. Yeah, exactly. So they're like, why don't we at least follow up? They yeah. didn't even follow up on the account. So that is kind of the base for this conspiracy theory about feral humans living in the Smoky Mountains. And now there's something else that kind of parallels this is there are a lot of inbred people in the Smoky Mountains as well. And they are said to be very kind and harmless, but people are kind of like hills have eyes situation without not mutants. Yeah. Yeah. No mutants. (laughs) Um, But they are, you know, they're not, um, are they like families who live in like normal houses or are they like just people who live kind in of in the woods? Um a little bit of both. Uh Soft White Underbelly. Have you followed him at all on I've YouTube? I've seen some of his stuff about like the LA the like, Skid Row yeah. stuff. Well, he did a series in the Smoky Mountains of these um inbred families mm-hmm. and they are all um very kind of physically unwell. Yeah. And obviously mentally unwell. Yeah. Um, but there has been nothing to say that any of them have done any kind no. of criminal criminal activity. Yeah. But there have been a lot of cases where these families have become so secluded in the Smoky Mountains that they inbreed. Um. I know. I know. But... Um, and so people could say if you see someone who's not acting right or, yeah. you know, who looks a little bit different, it might just be one of these inbred, inbred family members. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it, it's like if if somebody is like just living in the middle of nowhere, kind of disturbed and like leaves their family. Yeah. And then like strikes out on their own. And yeah. Maybe who knows? is, like, very isolated and, you know, sees a little kid that seems like, I mean... You could be my friend over my dinner. Yeah. I mean, or just, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I highly recommend the YouTube channel Softwhite Underbelly. Um, just for a variety of things, but he does branch out and goes to Tennessee um, in the Smoky Mountains, and you can kind of get a, a vision for how these people look and act mm-hmm. and, and all that stuff. Um, because it's definitely not, uh, quite normal. No, no. That's, is, so is there any, like, evidence that they're being eaten? I mean, like, well, what is so it, like, what's the TikTok, what the people, I haven't, like, been up on the TikTok Campbell stuff. I know you said it's been, like, yeah. disproven, but, like, I don't even know, like. So, this, this girl was sure. Yeah. She was, like, everyone in our town knows. Okay. You can hear them yelling at night, and that's their way of howling. Yeah. You know, and she said that people go missing all the time, and it is known that there are cannibals in the hills. Okay. Like, 
Nails have yeah. teeth. Yeah. And stomachs. And uh, <laughs> ovens. Ovens. <laughs> <laughs> Campfires, most likely. But, um, yeah, so there's not much on that side, but I just remember coming across that initial TikTok series. And I look back now, and I think she had to take them down because I think government... Oh my god! Or police, yeah, are got like involved in misinformation they were like, stuff. Yeah, yeah, they're like you're causing hysteria, whatever. Yeah. But I mean, okay, listen. As somebody who has a lot of family in a very small town in Minnesota, when the small town, when there's a rumor about something that's happening Everyone in a small knows. town, it's true. It's yeah. almost a hundred percent true. Mm-hmm. I mean, usually, you know, there's like probably some details that are not. But like, if somebody is like, oh yeah, that guy, you know he's a rapist or whatever he's probably a fucking rapist if the whole small town thinks so there's i mean i don't know i mean like yeah there's a lot of there's there's false accusations there's but like if when there's smoke there's fire especially in a small town if you know that there's can if there's a rumor that there's candles in the woods yeah it's there's probably some truth to it yeah well and i find it easier to believe that there are people who have fallen off grid and have resorted back to nature because that's where we came from. Yeah. You know, like, we were Neanderthals before we took whatever meat we could get. I'm sure we ate each other back in the day. Yeah, you had to. I yeah. mean, animals do it. Like, yeah. and we're just if, animals. If you're that deep in the woods and caves, yeah, which is where that comes back into play, like, no one will ever find you. No. And if you're, like, if you're... This could also explain a lot of Bigfoot stuff, too. Yeah. Because, like, you know, it could just be people who are, like, super feral and, like, maybe very inbred. Or maybe even Neanderthals that have survived that long that have been, like, that are very smart, that, like, are aware that humans are awful. And yeah. then also that feel no remorse about, like, stealing them occasionally and eating them. Because there's so many of yeah. us. Yeah, and then they're they're smart enough that they can hide because they're, like, just like us. This is Soylent Green. Yeah. Soylent Green. It's people. It's people. I mean, I'm, that's, that's convincing. I feel I like do. that's convincing. Right. I mean, like, excuse me. of course there's, like, a million ways that, like, a small child can go missing in the woods. But, like, it is just very strange that, like, that... And, like, that actually, I have a lot of different stories yeah, about. please segue. <laughs> we'll start with David, David Polides, because he he's kind of, like, the reason that I, I think a lot of people know about this, because mm-hmm. he's made the fucking rounds with the podcast. Yeah. Like, he's been on Paranormal Podcast. He's been on, um, what's the, you know, the Coast to Coast. Yeah. You know, many, yeah. many times. He's been on, like, basically every Paranormal Podcast that, like, has any kind of, like, clout. He's, like, been, like, a, a special guest. We should have him on. We should. Yeah, David, <laughs> hit me up. <laughs> um, and I don't know if he's going to want to be no, on after this. Not. But so he, a little background on David before we jump into what he believes. But I will say that, like, a lot of people that I find credible find his research credible. Like, he does good research. Um, and he, like, is collecting data on things that, like, the National Park Service sure shit isn't collecting data Yeah, what on. the fuck? And, like, the police departments aren't collecting data on this. And he's asking the right questions, and he's going through official channels. Um, So he's a former police investigator, received his undergraduate and graduate degrees at the University of San Francisco. In 1977, he began a 20-year career in law enforcement. Um, and oh, wow. So he was a cop. He was a cop for a while. Um, And in 1980, he transferred to the San Jose Police Department, 
and he worked on the patrol division to the SWAT team, the street crimes unit, and a variety of assignments in the detective division. So he, like, has a solid background. Mm -hmm. Um, But this is really funny because he was literally fired from the San Jose Police Department after asking Lionel Richie for an autograph (laughs) on a sheet of official San Jose police printer paper. That's so annoying. Um... Well, so I'm going to read you this little article that ran in... I love Lionel Richie. This is, like, this ran, I think, when this happened, which I think was, like, the mid to early 80s. Oh, no. Sorry. It was 1996. So he was working as a court liaison officer in 1996. Um, And I'm just going to read this article. Please do. Officer David Paul Polides, 40, aroused suspicions after he was seen using city stationery on the department's computer printers. Polities also sent and received large quantities of unofficial mail, the department police reports say. None of these activities fell within his duties as a court liaison officer, promoting an official investigation that began last September. He's an autographed hound, is Assistant District Attorney Karen Sinu, who filed the complaint last week in municipal court, said. It was a stupid thing to do, to spend your time enhancing your personal collection when taxpayers are paying for you to work. Suspicions were heightened when the police department received a phone call from a Los Angeles publicist asking to speak with Polities about the Police Hall of Fame and a letter from the Lionel Richie fan club, which enclosed an autographed compact disc by the singer. As it turned out, Polities had solicited autographs from such people um, as Diane Sawyer, astronaut Mae Jemison, model Carol Att, exercise guru Jack LaLanne, and Ivana Trump. (laughs) Allegedly... By falsely claiming he was working on a city project. So basically he was like calling celebrities and being like, hey, like we have this like police autograph hall of fame. Um, Can you send your autograph and maybe like a fun little like trinket trinket, and I'll put it up in the, in this new museum that we're building. And obviously there was no museum. He just like wanted these people's autograph and like the, the, the like diversity of the people he's asking. That like, is quite the range. Diane Sawyer, Ivana Trump, Lionel Richie, like exercise gurus that I've never had. Like, what? So, um, yeah, he just I mean. wanted some fame. I am honestly not really sure what to make of this. Like, in this day and age, pretending to ask for charity autographs using police paper is probably like the most vanilla thing I can imagine. I know. I'm like, I feel like people do that all the time. And now. also just like, in terms of like cop, like, yeah misconduct things that cops can do wrong like i'm like let it do you know what it's nothing can we let that slide like you know because the beatings of rodney king were not soon they were before this they were around the same time like i I feel like you know i wish more police officers were out here trying to get autographs autographs from ivana trump and not like murdering children but obviously he's a little bit crazy um, and the fact that he went from this to becoming a published author through his Bigfoot books, like that's what he did. He got fired and then he just like went, out. went all out into Bigfoot. It was like Bigfoot immediately. He, st- he started self-publishing books about Bigfoot. Um, like it's kind of sus. But that said, like the <laughs> stories that he writes about in his four- Missing 411 series, which again, I think he started around 2012. Um, they're all true stories. They're all true stories of missing people. I haven't and read any of them. They're very weird. They have similar, like, so, okay, a lot of them feature children and, like, very, and, and people who, like, shouldn't, you know, like, experienced hikers who go missing under very, like, weird circumstances similar to your kid where it, like, doesn't make, it, the timeline makes no sense. Like, mm-hmm. there's no way that they could have gone missing. 
And then they're either never found or they're found like miles away from where they could possibly have been like Mm -hmm. up cliff faces. Like their bodies will be found. Like there was one that's like a little kid that like goes missing. And like three years later, his body is found like on the top of a cliff, like right above where he was missing. But it does like, there's no way he could have gotten up there. He was like a small child. So, um, let me just go through a couple of these cases that he writes about in his book. Uh, and his and so he has a series of books that like goes through um like what he like all of these disappearances, he like goes on all these clusters and then he never actually I will give him credit for like he doesn't make any claims about what this could be, but obviously when you listen to him talk, it's like he thinks it's paranormal, but he just doesn't want to say that because he doesn't want to be like labeled as like a kook. He's already written yeah. a bunch of books about Bigfoot, you know, like, right. but I mean, at that point, you might as well lean into I it. I know, for real. And I respect you more if you are a self-proclaimed kook. Right. So like, all right, I'll just go through a couple things that he has mentioned. So an anonymous three-year-old boy who went missing in a national park near Mount Shasta in California was found five hours later in a thicket of trees. He described being taken into a cave by a woman who he thought was his grandmother. What? The boy said he eventually figured out she wasn't his grandmother, even though she was very polite to him, and thought and concluded she was a robot because there was some unusual light coming from her head. When he later recounted the story for his grandmother, she said to have brushed it off. She said she would have brushed it off if it weren't for an experience she had while camping a year prior in the same place. She oh. says... A year before, she was camping and had been woken up outside outside of her tent with a strange puncture wound. So, like, did somebody take her DNA? Oh, and, like, and, like made copy her, her? Yeah. I don't know. <gasps> um, all right. In 1979, a student by the name of Stephen Kubecki, uh, Kubecki went missing for 15 months after going skiing in a national park. At the scene of the disappearance... Investigators followed his footprints until they mysteriously stopped. Almost like he was taken into a portal of some kind. Almost like he was sucked Sucked into the sky. 15 months later, he woke up in a field 700 miles from where he went missing and only 40 miles away from his father's house. He found his father's house and knocked on the door. Kobeki was wearing clothes that weren't his and had a satchel that didn't belong to him. Is this the logger? I don't know. I I should look more into this. Do you remember... Last podcast on the left covered the story of the logger that was taken from a group of loggers. Oh, no. It's, it's, I think that's the fire in the sky one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's the same one. but Because he was found several months and a few hundred miles away. Yeah. And was like, what happened? Yeah. Like, I'm totally fine, but what happened? Yeah. Yeah. And they um, remarked I, that he was, like, sucked from... They were Yeah, they all saw so they, like... That is... I think that's the story that the Fire in the Sky book and movie were based on. Which, actually, like, that movie holds up. It's a good movie. I haven't seen it. I recently watched it. It's pretty spooky. So, yeah. So, he... The, I don't think this is the same case as the Fire in the Sky one. But yeah. it's a... Because he was just a hiker. He was a student who was, like... Oh, no, he was a skier. He was skiing in the National Park. Right. So... He knocks on his door wearing different clothes, and um, he didn't remember anything. He didn't remember a single thing that happened to him, um, but he never suffered from any psychological problems. Like, he was totally checked out. Um, He didn't have any, like, mental health issues, and he eventually went on to get a PhD in clinical psychology. Wow. Um, Well, you know, those who get their 
I mean, yeah, yeah. in psychology, need it. Yeah. Uh, according to the uh, movie that we watched last night, that does appear. To oh my god! <laughs> we'll get into that at the end. Um, for Pete's sake. So another one is a one man came across a trail area that had strange broken branches eight feet or higher off the ground. He decided to hike it, looking for signs of Sasquatch. As he hiked the trail, he was unable to shake the feeling that someone was watching him. He turned around and saw a woman walking towards him, but noticed that she was somehow moving quicker than him, um, even though her strides were smaller than his. They stared at each other, and he uh, noticed she had no distinguishable features or clothing. He turned back and kept walking, and when he looked back again, she was gone. That's so bizarre. That's like, very how does weird. someone have no distinguishable features? I don't know. You I just like realized you're just that like, oh, it's I a like person? couldn't like place. I guess it's just like. Well, we think about aliens, and we think about what they can do to our brains, right. and you know our perception. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of what it is. It's like, and like you look at someone, and you're like, you realize, like, I could not describe this person. Yeah, which would be really scary. It would be, but you're like, I knew they were there. Can I just pause and say, Harper, yeah. straight up last night, asked me, "Are aliens real?" And I said, "Yes," and she was like. Oh, okay. <laughs> dad says they're not. And I'm like, that's wrong. Your dad believes in aliens. <laughs> like, we have talked about it several times. And she's like, oh, oh, okay. And I'm like, it's nothing to be scared about. Yeah. You know? I mean, if they're around, like, I feel like they're, if at they're this around, point, they're, they're protecting here. us from ourselves. Exactly. Yeah, they're like, they're just like these idiots. These no one wants idiots. this planet. We fucked it up. No, we have like completely ruined it. I, I think the aliens are just like disappointed, but not surprised <laughs> at this point. I know. I just always think of Valiant Thor. Yeah. Who wanted the best for everyone is like, you guys are your own worst enemies. I'm out. Yeah. Like, peace. Um... Let me see. So I found this other... This is, like, not something that David Pallides has reported on, but it's a Reddit mm-hmm. story that I thought was That's, pretty good. Hey, I love um, Reddit as a source. So in July of, 20, of this year, this is in 2016, uh, This I'm speaking from the voice of this Redditor. <laughs> I was like, what year is it? <laughs> that, that's also been kind of a, a quarantine thing. I'm like, wait, wait. I'm 2021? <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? I would, I'm glad it's 2021 and you could not pay me to live 2016 over again. I'm sorry. Oh, me either. No. That was, I had a newborn. Yeah. Newborn, also just like the, no, everything, maybe you could pay me to live the summer of 2016 over again, but. I don't think you could, no. No. It was. I, any of my 20s, I would not relive. Any of them. <laughs> Not a single one. I would maybe relive, like, the first, like, I would maybe relive, like, the first, like, two years I lived in Chicago as, like, a young, like, hot 20-something. Oh, like, yeah. That was fun. You did whatever you wanted. Yeah, and I just was, like, very irresponsible and was yeah. very poor. And extremely had no poor. responsibilities. No. That was the best. Um. Okay, so, speaking <laughs> as this Redditor, in July of 2016, I was on a personal retreat at a yoga center in Colorado. I also live in Colorado, and I am a fairly experienced hiker. I'd been to this facility several times over the years, so had been on solo hikes on this land with familiar and had familiarity with the trails. The second day of my retreat, I set out on in the afternoon on a solo hike. I took my cell phone for taking photos. Three quarters of a mile into the hike on a very well-marked trail, I walked maybe five feet off trail to have a look at a brightly colored sign that was attached to a tree, which gave the name of the forest I was in. I read the sign, turned around to get back on the trail, and the trail was literally gone. I found myself in a completely different location. How could this be possible, I thought to myself. 
Then, of course, I began to panic because things were going so wonky. I calmed myself and circled the area to try to find a trail or some way to get on track, but it was not there. I made sure not to wander far from the small area I was in, yet I was still searching for a way out. I retraced my steps to find the tree with the brightly colored National Park placard as a way to reorient my orientation, but it wasn't there either. As I walked in the direction I came from, there was barbed wire fence all around. I then began to get what I could only describe as a very creepy feeling that I was being watched and panic set in again. I knew I couldn't panic and that I had to stay in the area I was in. I felt as as though there was an energy trying to get me to go in a certain direction, but my gut, my intuitive self said, no, do not go there. Then I thought to call 911 or my husband who was 30 miles away. I don't know if I could have gotten service, but my gut again very strongly said, no, do not get out your phone. Then in the distance, I began to hear the voices of people talking. Oh, good, I thought. I'll call out for help as I just assumed that if they, I could hear them, they would hear me. So I cried out for help, screaming as loud as I, could, as I could. Then I began to have this terrifying feeling that the sound of my voice was going nowhere. The best way in retrospect I can describe it was that I was in a very small Petri dish being looked at and, um, and the sound of my voice was being muffled. Ooh. I literally thought to myself at this point, oh, this is how some people go missing. That's when I knew I would absolutely have to find a way out. I ran straight away, and there in front of me was a field, so I just began running in the direction of the yoga center. The grasses got taller and taller as I ran, and they were taller than me in places. It was a very hot and dry Colorado summer, but this field was like a marsh or bog with dips and holes. I was sinking in like it was quicksand, and I was running at one point so badly twisted my ankle. It felt like I was going in slow motion, but I was running as fast as I can. Eventually, I got to a trail that was just near the facility. I sat down in a chair by the small lake that is on the property and was in a dazed and confused state as to what I had just experienced. Mostly, I was just incredibly thankful to be sitting there. I remember, too, that my eyes were burning badly like I'd been doused with some kind of chemical. For days, they were red and burning. I was unable to walk because my ankle swelled up like a cantaloupe, so my husband picked me up the, a day early. I was wearing bright pink pants, by the way. Also, of curious interest, a few weeks before this incident, a boot with a foot in it had been found at a ski area very near to where I had had this experience. And in January, a worker from the same ski area had gone missing. He has never been found, and the foot wasn't his. What? This sounds like Naropa. What's Naropa? In in Boulder, it's the Yoga Institute. Oh. Yeah. It's a little, it's a little woo-woo. A little woo-woo? Yeah. yeah. But that's, he was describing it, and that's what it's like. It's yeah. up on the cliff. Yep. Like, in the foothills yep. of the Rockies. Um, or not, maybe not the Rockies. Maybe. There's so many mountains Yeah, in so many mountains in Colorado. Um, but Naropa is a, a, it's like a meditation institute, mm-hmm. you know, where people learn all of the new age stuff. That it's sounds like, about right. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. So, I mean, that's just kind of a little smattering of incidents. Obviously, that one wasn't in his book, but it's just kind of similar to a lot of the things he reports on. And like, like I said, I could, I've listened to pretty much every interview he's ever given. And he's very coy about what he thinks it could be. Like, I wonder if he's been threatened. Either he's been threatened or I just think he doesn't want to come. Like, I think he gets a little bit of like non-paranormal media attention. Mm -hmm. Like, because he's a former cop. And if you don't look into his background and find out that he got fired because he was asking for Lionel Richie autographs. (laughs) um, You know, he's like someone that might be taken seriously. Yeah. So like people have like I read this outdoor magazine or article that like interviewed him and they do. The guy is like, you know. 
he's like, some people think he's a kook, but like he has done his research. Like this journalist like did the research that David's done and it's been like, yeah, I mean, like he knows what he's talking about in terms of disappearances. Um, I'm guessing he think he's been like burned before by his association with Bigfoot. Like mm-hmm. I feel like, so like uh, he might think that Bigfoot did it. I don't know. Like, Right. I, like I said, as someone who's, like, kind of well-versed in Skinwalker Ranch lore, I could kind of <laughs> get on board with the paranormal Bigfoot situation. But, okay, so Skinwalker Ranch is in Arizona. Skinwalker Ranch is in New Mexico. New Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, oh, no, Utah. It's in northern Utah. It's in that area of, like, square-shaped yeah, states. Yeah, square-shaped states. Yeah. Colorado is, like, the most rectangular state. Yeah. Um, but, okay, so if he were coming in and out through a portal... And then going all the way north to Colorado. Do you think that was, like, a thing? Probably. I think he could, I mean, like, I don't know. Like, Without I, being seen? Bigfoot port. I mean, it's a portal. <laughs> it's Maybe like there a, are other portals I feel the, like I feel caves. like it's just, like, you can just, like, go in and then you can go wherever you want. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So, a lot of the stories have, like, a transporting vibe to them. Like, where they're a person or their body here and ends now. up, like, miles, like, the 700 miles away. Or the little kid... Who was found like five miles away and then what's it called in Harry Potter? Um, apparating. Apparating. Yeah, or disapparating, depending yeah. on if you're coming or going. But yeah, I mean, like, in a lot of Bigfoot witnesses report feeling like the same kind of like you know when people talk about seeing UFOs, they're like, I was super calm for some reason. Yeah, I wasn't scared. I should have been scared. Like I was looking at this giant ship in front of me, but I was just like really calm. The, the same thing happens with Bigfoot, like, where people are like, I was just... Which, you know, also could just be, like, a trauma response. Yeah, totally. Um, where your brain just kind of shuts down. Yeah, where you're like, like, time is, is moving fine. really slowly. I'm this really is fine. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. But that's... That's... That's a... I think aliens, personally. Yeah. If I, I mean, were gonna... If I were gonna say... Because, like, the, the shapeshifter situation is pretty weird with the grandma. Like, I don't know. They, it just seems like an alien thing. Oh, that's so bizarre. The grandma being there the year before and, and then getting a him puncture wound. Yeah. Like that's sus. Unexplained. Yeah. Um I think it is a combination of all of these things. Yeah, I feel like it's all I don't think we're even presenting two separate sides. I no. feel like we're like putting together the pieces <laughs> yeah. of this puzzle. So we've solved it, guys. Yeah. <laughs> In terms of national parks, just be careful. Yeah, maybe, maybe, you know, lock your zipper. Maybe bring, like, a GPS location thing with you. So if you're lost, you can, like, you know. Be found. Be found. Um, yeah. Make sure you tell people where you're going. And also just, like, you know, don't be dumb. Like, don't. I was just in Arizona. And uh-huh. my friend was telling me about, like, there's this mountain called, like, Camelback Mountain. That's, mm-hmm. like, a super popular hiking spot. Mm-hmm. They live really close to it. She was like, I see helicopters going there every single night. She was like, people die like once a month because Ugh. people are dumb. They're just like, they're not going to try to pick up this like cliff face wearing like sandals. Well, that's like the, we had one of those unsolved mystery episodes with that man who climbed that mountain in like a t-shirt and gym shoes yeah. and was never found. Yeah. Where it's kind of just like, well, and you're like, why? Yeah. Why would you do that? Why, like, I mean, just... But these people were all well prepared. Yeah. I mean, the the stories that I read, like I said, there's a really good article um, that talks about a lot of this from... That's, like, actually a pretty reputable source, I would say, Outside Magazine. That's where I got a lot of this information. Oh, I had a couple of mine from Outside Magazine. Yeah. 
Um, the one that I read is by this guy named John Billman. It's from 2017. It's called How 1600 People Went Missing from Our Public Lands Without a Trace. Yeah. And he interviews David Polides. And like I said, he's like, he mentions that he's kind of a woo-woo guy, but also does like seem to back up his research. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I mean, there's just like, I would say there's a lot of places where like, it's just lots of stuff can happen and we're not used to nature. So as much as we want to get like back to the land and like, I mean, I don't think that any like modern person who's not like regularly living in these environments, like understands how like truly treacherous they are. Oh, truly. Have you ever been like really hardcore camping? Yeah. I, (laughs) um, my freshman year of college, my dad, like before I went, he was like, Caroline, like, do you want to do this thing? It's called Trek. And I was like, yeah, sure. He's like, it's like you'll go hiking for, you're going to fly out to Vermont because I went to Vermont for um, my freshman year of college. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, and he's like, you're going to fly out to Vermont just like a week before college starts and you're just going to like go on hikes. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, that sounds good. Did absolutely no research on it. <laughs> like, didn't prepare for it. I just figured like, oh, I'm going to stay at my dorm and go on day hikes. We weren't quite as well versed in the internet at these times. No. And also I was like 18 and I didn't care. I was like, I'm going to get drunk with my friends, my high school oh, friends. We're like, going to drink around a campfire. It's going to be great. And my dad, the, like the whole summer, I was like getting really annoyed with him because he kept being like, Caroline, you want to go run with me? Caroline, you want to go like bike with me? And I was like, what does he think? I'm fat or something? <laughs> Which I was like, obviously 18. So I was, my mom still does this. <laughs> Still does this. So I was, like, really annoyed with him being, like, why does he want me to, like, work out with him all the time? Like, how rude. So I get I get to Vermont. Um, It's not day hikes. No. no, no. It is a week-long, like, I think, like, 30-mile hiking trip, maybe longer, through the Green Mountains, the Green Mountain Trail in Vermont, which if you guys have ever been out there, it's not, not amateur hiking. In order to prepare. In so the, he was trying to, like, Well, train if I you. had read the fucking welcome packet or anything <laughs> about it, it's like, make sure that you can run a mile in 10 minutes. Make sure that you're, con- like, make sure that you're, like, do- running a 5K every day because you're going to need to be, like, conditioned to, like, Holy do this. Shit. So I was, like... Uh, Why didn't he just say that? Because I think he thought that, like, I had done the research because he gave me all the stuff. He was, like, here, read through this. And I was, like, okay, whatever, Dad. Thanks, I'm bye. good. So I, like, get there, and, like, everyone else has been working out all summer to, like, prepare for this, like, very intensive hiking trip. And, like, we're sleeping, like, under the stars, like, tarps. We're not in tents. We don't even have, like, we're carrying everything on our backs. Mm-hmm. We have to carry our water, like, our, like, like dehydrated food. Like, literally. Wow. Oh, my God. And so I was, like, so slow because I was, like, you know. Not ready. Not ready. I hadn't played, like, I didn't play sports, I think, my senior year of high school. So I was, like, completely out of shape. Like, no, I wasn't fat, but I was not in good. Like, I was, we all like, did a lot of drinking our senior year. I was year. wasted all the time, and that's all <laughs> I did. So I, I, they put me at the front, because if they put me at the back, you would get I would lost. get lost. So I had, I had to leave the pack because I was so that's slow for a whole week. <laughs> and it was, I mean, it was beautiful. It was yeah. so beautiful, but it was. I never knew that. No, it was, it was quite, quite the experience. <laughs> And I was like, so I've never taken a better shower in my entire life. That shower that I took back? when I came back. I was, oh my like, God. It was I like bet. a week of just like sweat. Garbage. We would like yeah. wash ourselves in rivers and lakes and stuff. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> that's okay. So, mine, I went to summer camp every summer at Whitefish Lake in northern Minnesota. Mm-hmm. 
Um, right by the Boundary Waters. Yep. Oh of yeah. Canada. That's so pretty up there. It's gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, I hope to send Harper there someday. Um, she has to be ten first. So, yeah. But a couple more years. Yeah. Five more years. Um, I'm not that old. <laughs> um, but you have to take two intensive trips when you're there because mm-hmm. we were there for four weeks. So every two weeks you took an intensive trip. How long were the trips? Like four days. Okay. So. I took a canoe trip through the Boundary Waters up to this place called Teepee Island. Mm -hmm. And once we got there, it, of course, started storming. Obviously. Yeah. So we had our tent set up and we could see the animal paws clawing at the tents. You could see like the... Like through the walls, you could see like the... And we were all screaming. Screaming, screaming. Like 10 year olds? Yeah. No, I was 13. Okay. I have been going for a while. But still, yeah, they don't let the 10 year olds go on that. No, I would hope not. Yeah. Because it's, I think it's from 10 to 16 you can go there. Yeah. And we had two counselors who were what, maybe 19? Right. Yeah. 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 Totally responsible. I look back and I'm like, oh, Uh -uh. no. Um, but we were screaming and then they would come in and be like, what? And we're like, we can see, you can see it. And we woke up in the morning, camp was destroyed. <gasps> what kind of animal? I think they were raccoons. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe so they bear, but it was an island. Yeah. You know? I know. And so they had to, it, I, and I had gotten so many ticks. Yeah. On that trip that they had to shut down that campsite. You're welcome. <laughs> Can't fully. And that's why you're okay to send Harper back there because I mean, she can't go on that one. Hey, I got camper of the year in my group. So after a tick your tick case. Yeah, my <laughs> they call they they put a big tick on my flag. Oh my god. And they called me the tick attractor. Did they actually? It did. <laughs> I still have it. I still have it. Honestly, good for you. That right. should go on the wall with all the diplomas. It should. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it would explain a lot. I probably have Lyme disease and I've just never treated it. Like, why am I so tired all the time? <laughs> no, but we got them all because we literally would strip naked every night and have everyone go through all oh of our creases. Yeah. I don't know how they would Horrifying. get in some places. Yeah, like, if you're not going to get eaten by a cannibal in the woods, you are sure as shit going to get eaten by a tick. That's <laughs> Not just eaten, but, like, it's a parasite, you know? Oh. They're going to get you sick for the rest of your life. Oh, I hate it. I should get tested for Lyme disease. You probably should. I've always thought of that in the back of my mind for the last Tick attractor. Years. Tick attractor. Tick attractor. Yeah, you should certainly get tested for Lyme disease. I should. I'm like, what's wrong with me? And people are like, you're like, it's so weird. Well, like, I started feeling really exhausted, like, I right after that 13 trip. years old. So crazy. What could it be? Lyme disease. Oh, man. That's, yeah. <laughs> okay, so should we talk about what we watched? Yeah. I think we should have a little discussion here about <laughs> First of all, the woman in the window. Yeah, we watched that. Last night. Last night. Awful. <laughs> it's so bad. And I mean, oh. I've heard that like I've had, I was very excited to watch this movie because I've had everyone that's ever read this book be like, you need to read this book. And I've been like, okay. And then I saw the movie was coming out. So I was like, I, I'm the type of person that I like to watch a movie 
before I read a book. Oh, backwards. Because well, especially if it's like a series, like The Woman in the Window, probably not. But I, I like, I feel like it, doing that. I appreciate the book more. I appreciate both like mediums. types mediums yeah. more because. I don't already have, like, I'm not, like, waiting for something to happen that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then, like, reading the book, it feels an, like an expansion of the world. As that opposed to, like, a, like, you know, shitty retelling of it. So, that like, The Hunger Games was probably the first Ooh, yeah. that I did this on. Where I went, I saw that, the first movie in the theaters. I was like, that was amazing. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, the, fir- the let's be honest, The Hunger Games movies. Hunger watched, Games are great. I've watched them, like, once uh, every six months. All three, <laughs> all four of them. Yeah. I fucking love them. I sob every time. I mean, Catching Fire is... Anyway. It's so good. Great, great films. But... like, great I, books. Great books. Well, I, so I watched the first the first movie. I went home and I just read all the books. And I was like, oh, like, this is so great. Because it's just like, it expands the world beyond like what I could, what they could show on screen. Mm-hmm. And so like, it made me really love both of the books in the movie. So anyway, I like doing that. So I was like, I'll watch The Woman in the Window first. I mean, I'm still going to, I actually do now really want to read the book because I'm you like, have I to. need to understand. It's, the book is so good. And yeah. I watched this and I was like, none of this happened. It, I like, okay. So the reason I feel like it's so bad is because the way that they interact, like every character, despite this being like packed with Oscar winners, like literally it's a who's who of like the best actors. Gary of, like, Oldman. Yeah. Every uh, generation. Basically. Amy Adams. Um, what's her face? Oh yeah, Julianne Moore. Julianne Moore. I mean, Hottie. Hottie. Uh, Captain America. What's his face? (laughs) Sam, I think. No, Sam is his name in in Falcon and Winter Soldier. (laughs) Whatever. The guy who plays Captain, the new Captain America. But actually, both guys who play the new Captain America and Falcon and Winter Soldier. Wyatt Russell and Wyatt Russell. Oh my god, why can't I remember his name? Well, you're not saying Chris Evans. No, not Chris Evans. The like guy, the star of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. The I Falcon. haven't seen it. Oh. Oh, uh, Anthony Mackie. Anthony Mackie, yes. <laughs> Lots of heavy hitters here. Thank you. Yeah. Um, they're, it, they just, the way they interact is like, they're aliens. I think I said this in It the, was very bizarre. They were like aliens pretending to be people, and it okay, made so no sense. Here's my thinking about this, is they were trying to mimic old movies, where it's over the top. Yeah. Because they have, in the book, she is obsessed with old movies. Like, yeah. Hitchcock and and whatever. And so they're all over the top and it doesn't quite make sense and it's very frantic and it's very dramatic. And um, that's where I think they were trying to go and it didn't get there because... They should have made it black. Like, Jace was watching he was like, they should have made this movie black and white. That makes sense. And I was like, yeah, but I think it still would have sucked. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and I was looking up the differences between the book and the movie Mm -hmm. Last night, and there are just huge discrepancies. Like in the movie, she had, um, or in the book, she had a physical therapist that came to visit her every day. Yeah, named Boz or Bia or something. I forget. Yeah. Um, and she obviously came. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Yeah. Came to work on her after the car accident mm-hmm. because she was the only one who survived. Yeah. Um. And she was there every day. And she helped her through a lot of things. Another thing was she was involved in these chat rooms. And she initially had described them as agoraphobia chat rooms. Mm -hmm. But they were grief and loss. Grief and loss. Okay. Chat rooms. Yeah. Um, And so I was watching it last night just being like, 
what's happening. None of this is right. Yeah. And then I looked into it and they had reshot the whole thing because I remember seeing a trailer for this a long time ago. I'll have to look that up. I want to see the original trailer. I know. I wonder if they have taken it down or what. I bet it's somewhere. Yeah, I'm sure it is. But I remember seeing it in theaters, like when we were still going to movies. Yeah. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Love this book. Um, and it, and it was originally slated for a theater release, but it went straight to Netflix. Yeah. So they were like, they reshot it and it went straight to Netflix. Yeah. So something happened there. I don't know. I mean, definitely some COVID situation, I'm sure. Probably. But like, I don't know what, like, however they, like, they reshot it and they ended up with that. I know. That's what I said last night. I was like, really? Like, how? It's so, it's just like. It was bad. So bad. I it mean, but honestly, it's a bad. fun watch. Like, just if you're expecting, like, when you told me, or was it Ellie that watched it first? Ellie watched it first. Ellie watched it first and was like, it's so bad. And I was like, oh, that makes me want to watch it more. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. totally. I think that's where we gang together the most yeah. is on bad movies. It absolutely is where we gang together <laughs> the most. So yeah, Woman in the Window, uh, zero the- out of ten stars, but I still, I still recommend it. I reckon I would give it a three because I love the brownstone, yeah, the pocket doors. Oh yeah, the, the windows, and the storyline would have been great if they had kept it as to how it was in the book. Yeah, normally, what's his face doesn't die, the tenant. Oh yeah, doesn't die. Okay. And they fuck. Yeah. Uh, where, where was the sex? That, yeah. that was what I was wondering. And Ethan is the one who tells them that was my mo- my birth mom. Yeah. Ethan was the one. And yeah. he, it, we know he's the one who killed her yeah. and whatever. But um, so what's Dave? What was yeah. That? I think he didn't have anything to do with anything. Oh, yeah. yeah, missed opportunities, but yes, a, a fun, a fun ride, and an unexpected evil child movie. Great, yeah, and like the the last like twenty minutes of that movie turn into like a weird action sequence, which is like <laughs> very unexpected. Very, you're just like it just keeps getting more and more and more ridiculous until you're just like, is it over yet? And then when it was over, I was like, I thought like at the very last scene when they when they pan across the street, it's they like a have seen something, yeah. Well, I, I well, thought that the they were trying to be like, it. none of it ever happened at all. No, no. Because in the book, okay, in the book, they were next door neighbors. They mm. weren't across the street. And in the book, she never left her house. Yeah. She didn't move away. Okay. So, that's that. Watch it if you want to. Eh. Yeah. Um, something that I've been watching that I really love that made me late to come to record today is Alias Grace. Oh, what's that? It's on Netflix. It's from 2017. Um, and it's about a young Irish girl who comes to Canada um, and is working as a servant mm-hmm. and has been convicted of two counts of murder. And they go back and like go through her experience mm-hmm. um, because she says she's innocent um, someone else has already been hanged for the crimes. Oh. And it's a period piece, and it is awesome. Cool. It's so good. I think I'm on, like, episode three. Um, love an Irish accent. Mm-hmm. Love it. Um, and she's totally gonna fuck this American doctor. It's great. I haven't gotten there yet, but I'm just assuming. Um, the next thing I watched that I really love that I don't know if you've watched yet is Amanda Seyfried and... 
Things Heard and Seen. Oh, I was going to watch that. <sighs> yeah. So good. It's cheesy. Okay. But it's really good. I really love it. So um, it's about this couple from New York that moves upstate. Mm-hmm. And the man gets a job at the local university. And the woman is in this old farmhouse that's super haunted. Yeah. And she's very... Um, into the spiritual movement mm-hmm. and then one of the professors from the school also is okay and so Ooh, they like good. do seances in the house and that you know really she becomes like friends with the ghosts and stuff and it has many twists and turns and it's really good okay. highly recommend it's a little bit cheesy but that's how i like my yeah horror movies did you watch slacks no oh i need should. to yeah when we get to oh. you we'll do it um, and then the last thing that I watched recently was Queen of Meth on Discovery Plus. Oh, amazing. Tom Arnold's sister. Tom Arnold's sister was the Queen of Meth in Iowa. Wait, what? Yes. Dude, Discovery Plus is the Oh my god. Best. The best seven dollars a month you could ever spend. I love, like, they literally have a sub, like a niche show Paranormal. for every type of like murder, well, adultery. Like, even within all of that, it's like for their crime things, it's like sisters who murdered. <laughs> or like it's like the most like specific categories. Yes. It's like I lived with someone who was evil. Or like or it's like my evil hu- next door. Like I got married and then found out my husband was a murderer. And it's like <laughs> it's like 15 stories about that exact thing. I'm like, it's amazing. Could, it's like literally like male men who kill. Like it's like it's so thing. good. But they also have the drug side, mm-hmm. the paranormal side, 90 Day Fiance, yep. and the polygamy and all that shit. Amazing. It is the best streaming service. Hands down. Ever. You don't need anything else. You don't need anything else. I have everything else, but I, I don't need it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I same. Really mostly same. watch uh, lots of dumb stuff I that. really only have everything else because of this. Yeah. Like, because you guys will text me and be like, have you seen blah, blah, blah? And yeah. I'm like, what's that? And you're like... Sundance? Yeah. And I'm like, okay. Okay. I know. I like, I have Paramount Plus on accident. I accident, I signed up for it so I could watch. I thought I'd be able to watch the Harry and Meghan interview live. Oh, yeah. And I, oh, I did that too. I wasn't able to do it, but now I'm just paying $17 a month. You can't. It's I easy. know. I know. And well, the thing is, Paramount Plus does have a lot of good stuff on it. So I, <laughs> I, uh, but I'm like now paying basically the amount that I would be paying for a cable package. But yeah. I feel like I have more variety. Exactly. So anyway, Queen of Meth is awesome. Tom Arnold's little sister. And they talk about Roseanne coming Wild. to town and like all the shit. I know our Gen Z people will not know who I'm talking about. But. Yeah, probably not. Still a really good docuseries. Um, she has already done her time in prison and she's out. Oh my God. Wait, yeah. is she like a participant in the docuseries? Oh, she's the subject. Oh! She's she runs it. Oh, amazing! Yeah. Okay. She did. So it's not just like about. She her. did nine years and then six years. So she did fifteen years in prison. Oh my god! And she's out. Wow. Okay. Yeah. No, she's the the subject. Does she look like Tom Arnold? No. Is Tom Arnold in it? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I think he must have produced it, right? Oh yeah, for sure. I'm sure he like. He's got the money. That's wild. And what's crazy is he's been sober for thirty years. Yeah. And is this why? Knowing, no, but he had an estranged relationship with her because she was the queen of pin. 
in Iowa. She's basically like a Heisenberg. She had airplanes. She had people. She had a car dealership so they could use different cars to drive to California to grab pounds of meth at a time. What? She did it. She did it. It's wild. That's you should insane. watch it. I'm going to. I'm 100 percent going to. This sounds like very much. It's on my really own. good. Wow. So that's what I got. Um, let me see here. I've been trying. I've been not keeping score as much. As I I, I just made a little list before I came. Up yeah, there. I like. I have like a running list of things that I've watched that I like. But let's see. Um, I mean, it's been so long, so I mean, I, I know. can really We've go through anything. Things, I mean, I just, like, I had to cut it off within the last month. Yeah, I should have done that. I guess I've been honestly like Criminal Minds is on Netflix. <sighs> I started it from the beginning. It's so bad. It's, it's so bad, but it's so good. It's so I, bad, but so it like hits that sweet spot of like you <sighs> can. It's like the perfect like distraction texting show. Yes. Like, you can just be, like, fucking around, maybe playing Animal Crossing, maybe texting someone, you know, maybe looking at your, like, going down rabbit holes on Reddit, and you can have criminal minds out of the background, and you'll still know what's going on the whole time. <laughs> You're not going to get lost. Right. Like, Mandy Patinkin, the first couple seasons, daddy. Queen. <laughs> King. <laughs> Dead Like Me was, like, oh, one of my favorite shows of all time. I love Dead Like Me. And Pushing Daisies. Oh, oh. so good. Um, so underrated and so canceled before their time. I know, but not Criminal Minds. That, no, that shit, I think, is still shit. going. Like fucking fifteen years later, and the, the best part about Criminal Minds is just like, you know, like growing up in the early two thousands. I feel like because for me, it doesn't feel like that long ago. I know it was like fifteen years ago, right? But things have changed. Oh my god! Be I like, I watched the episode where what's his face wife gets killed and his daughter or his son is like i was working the case i was working the case you know and he's in the file cabinet or whatever, i don't know, know if i've gotten to that yet oh, fuck. Sorry. <laughs> that's all right but, you're um, not spoiling anything uh i only watched it because it was one of those tiktoks it's like the saddest episodes yeah or whatever. and i like literally went out on netflix and like found the episode and like got it to the point because of course they leave the timestamps. yeah and I'm like, I'm going to just be sad for a moment. I need to feel something. I feel like if you watch the, like the whole episode, though, you probably wouldn't feel that sad. No. Because like the, I just like the racism, the sexism, the homophobia, it is rampant. Heavy. Ooh. And you're just like, wow, this was normal. <laughs> like there's an episode where like there's like these two men, like two like upstanding citizens uh who are like you know of the commu- the pillars of their community who are just like murder raping and murdering girls and like it's one black girl and then one white girl and then one because one man is black and one man is white and like literally like the they're like obsessed with each other and so they're like you guys like it's just constant like being like you guys are what are you obsessed with each other what do you want to have sex with him what do you want like what are you gay or something and like that's just like like, that's, like, the good guys doing that. Being oh, my like, God. Wow, it's so, it's pretty fucking weird that, like, two grown men would be, like, friends with each other. <laughs> God forbid. It was, like, it's, like, okay, yeah, they were murdering people together, but, but also, still, you know, like, maybe, like, we have the homophobia a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> and they're also murdering and raping women. Yeah, so I don't know if that makes them gay. <laughs> uh, Sorry, I don't mean to laugh. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> um... 
Uh, yeah, so Criminal Minds have unfortunately been really getting into that. Um, thanks a lot, Julia, because you made me start watching it when we were in Arizona and I haven't stopped, so. It is really easy to watch and there's so much of yeah. it. Yeah. There's um, so much of it. I guess, like, since we haven't recorded it since December, like, we never talked about the crime scene vanishing at the Cecil Hotel docu docuseries. Did you watch that? No. It's not good. I well, feel like I already knew everything. Uh, yeah. I, like, it's a Netflix docuseries. And, like, I mean, we did an episode on the Cecil Hotel and um, and Elisa Lamb. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, like, I went back and forth watching this being, like, I love this. I hate this. I love this. I hate this. Like, every episode I'd be, like, okay, I like this. And then I'd be, like, I hate this. And yeah. I ended up thinking I didn't like it. Because it, they, like, take, it's, like, six episodes for some reason. Mm-hmm. And, like... You know at the beginning, everybody knows what happened. Yeah, and everyone knows that Richard Ramirez has been there. Yeah. Like, there like, are a ton of serial they go killers. On, speaking insane. of, like, soft white underbelly, they go on some interesting tangents about, like, Skid, Skid Row, Row, which, like, isn't, like, until I watched The Vanishing, I actually, ha- I watched the soft white underbelly because of it, because I was like, that's the craziest part of this documentary. Oh, my is God. Is that there's just, yeah. like... A homeless encampment in the middle of downtown LA. I did not. I've been to LA and it's several huge. times. Did not know about this. Well, no one goes to downtown LA yeah. because there's nothing there. Yeah. Except for Skid Row and like financial buildings. So, yeah, I mean, but I felt like it was kind of just like they waited until the very last episode to like talk about like how this was a pattern of behavior for Elisa mm-hmm. and about how like she had in the past like what had you know manic episodes where like she would think someone was after her would act exactly like how she was acting in the elevator and then try to find a place to hide and it's like they went through this whole thing and it was just like what was the point of this Mm -hmm. like you could have just this could have been an hour-long documentary about mental health and like or and you could have made a separate documentary about skid row yeah like there's like it's too many loose threads it didn't make any sense it was all it doesn't have anything to do with her yeah so don't recommend that um let me see what else oh okay so but i do recommend slacks s-l-a-x i need to watch it um fantastic film it <laughs> recently came out i think it's a 2020 or maybe 2021 um uh I think it's on shutter shutter yeah yeah it is about a pair of haunted pants <laughs> that uh terrorizes and murders like a, a store full of like vapid um like i feel like it's supposed to be like a united colors or benetton situation Ooh, into like, that very it's like it's like a like they're supposed to be like fair trade is it british everything. No, it's Canadian. Canadian. Okay. So it's like, it's called like, their store is called like Canadian Cotton or something. CC. (laughs) Um, Like Canadian Cotton Community or something. CCC. So they're like, it's in Canada. It's, it's great. It's very campy. I love that. It's very funny. The pants find new ways to kill each person. So like the first one, you're like, okay, like the... Spoiler alert, the pants, like, squeeze the first person to death. And you're like, is that what they're going to do for all of them? <laughs> I don't need them to be squeezing everyone to death. But th- they they find new ways to murder. Yeah. Nice. And, like, by the end, there's an army of pants. It's great. <laughs> um, highly recommend. It's extremely stupid. But, like, it's fun. And it, you know, makes some good comments about child labor and, you know, ethical con- consumption yeah. practices. And Hell yeah. And, I mean, you can't be a horror fan and not, like... The goofy, campy horror. Like, right. That's I mean, the I only way. Can, but, like... That's the only way to lighten things up, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, even some of, like, the old school slashers are so campy and funny that, like, I can't help but laugh. No. Yeah. Same. I love... I do love an old school, like, sleepaway camp. Oh. oh. Amazing. 
Like all of them. Yes. I remember watching Sleepaway Camp like three or something. Like the, I would think that was like the first Sleepaway Camp I saw and I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> this is what I'm into. So yeah, I mean, what else? Let me see. I'll find one more thing. Um, I just like haven't been, oh, okay. I watched, this is, I feel like this is all just things that are, I have annoyed me, but I watched this movie called The Ghost of War on Netflix, Mm-mm. I think, or maybe it was on Amazon. Yeah. One of the streaming platforms. Started off really strong and interesting. It was, like, um, World War II soldiers, like, American soldiers are, like, they captured this French, um, formerly, uh, this, like, French castle had been, like, taken over by the Germans and they, like, kicked the Germans out and they have to, like, stay at the castle to, like, protect it to keep, like, the Germans from, like, recapturing the castle. Mm-hmm. And the castle is haunted. By, like, the ghosts of, like, people who were killed by the Germans. Like, the the family that used to live there. And it is really great for, like, the first three quarters of the movie. And then there's, like, a a third act twist that is outrageous. (laughs) It is... It ruins the entire concept. It makes absolutely no sense. Because, like, I, I I knew something like this was coming because at the beginning... Like, the, like, one of the first scenes, they, like, encounter this group of uh, German soldiers and they kill all of them. And Billy Zane is one of the British, or no. one of the German soldiers. And he doesn't say anything. And so you're like, what are you What the fuck is Billy here? Zane doing here? As oh, like my a, God. I've literally had conversations with people, like, what? where is Billy Zane at? I'll be starring in terrible fucking movies, <laughs> apparently. Like, I mean, he was good in the first, like, the first, when he gets murdered, he's great. But I was like, they're not, I'm like, they brought Billy, Billy Zane on here just to, to get him killed in, yeah. in, like, the first five minutes we see him. And then you're like, nope. No, no, no. no. I mean, I can't even spoil it, but I, like, maybe spoiler, do, do you want to no, know? No, don't okay. spoil it, because I, I want to see it. Yeah, just watch it and know that uh, right before the ending, everything is turned on its head and it makes literally no sense and I'm you're like excited. this is so stupid and jason and i were watching it and like really enjoying it and then when that happened we were like no <laughs> absolutely not <laughs> so yeah i think that's a that's a good place to stop yeah um thank you for being patient with us yeah girlfriends um, it has been a tough year for everyone as yeah, i don't I'm know sure if you, you guys know. are aware but there was a pandemic yeah uh it's been a little <laughs> over a year now um it's... We tried to fit in what we could when we could. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, Ellie will be joining us soon, but she's busy teaching. She's got a lot of stuff going on. Yep. Um, but follow us on Instagram at Google Gang Podcast for all updates. Follow Caroline at Coraline Maria and Coraline X Maria Coraline... on Twitter. Yep. Yep. And Instagram then... Coraline Maria, Coraline X Maria on Twitter. And then me at Grace's Gold on Instagram and yeah. nothing on Twitter. Creep it real, man. Creep it real. Bye. Bye. They live together in a dirty old shack at the edge of the black rocky mountain. And they drag my